Uh, today's reading is Psalm 107, verses 1 to 3, 17 to 22. It can be found on your screen. This is God's word. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Our heavenly God, we look to you now and we, as a church, we continue the tradition of um, a really the rare tradition, the uncommon tradition of expecting that through some ancient words that were written down and told to others and carried on until we have them today, that those words that you are using to speak to us and as much of a stretch of faith that might be, that's what your church does. So we offer this time and we ask that you through your Holy Spirit would use these words and that they would be a way in which we hear your voice because we're all more of a mess than we care to admit. And these words of yours through scripture keep telling us over and over that even though we are broken, the world is broken, and we have a part in it. Even, even though we've messed things up and more often than not we turn from you, that you have not given up on us and that we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever imagined. A love we don't deserve, a VIP circle that we've been ushered into where we don't belong, but we do now because of Jesus. And so now through these words from Psalm 107, would you speak to us about that grace and send us on our way into your world? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 107. Really, it, it invites us to ponder the question today, what is your distress? Can you take a second and really think about that question. What is your distress? In this uh, communion bread baking recipe, you see the, um, the bread back here? Let's see if I can get my finger right. That's part of our bread recipe. It's got a meditative thing. And one of the first things you do is you stop and you just pay attention to your stress or your anxiety before you even begin it as a way of saying, what is the stuff I'm hungering after? Um, what, what is your distress, we ask ourselves this morning. Psalm 107 lays out a bunch of different ones. It actually, we got just a clipped reading this morning, but it starts out, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And then it says all these different groups. Some wandered in wastelands. 
So that's the first group. And then it tells kind of their story. And then it says, some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains. And it tells their story. And then some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. It tells their story. Then verse 23 says, some went out on, on the sea in ships. And it says, um, one of my favorite parts of Psalm 107, they reeled, like, they reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits end. And then this is where you see with each group it, it does this, where it turns, the psalm turns and says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. What's, so those are some of the different groupings in this psalm. What's your distress? And how are you dealing with it? What, what do you do with your distress? What are you doing with your distress right now? I often want to do something. I really want to do something to help make it better. But what do you do when you can't? When you're the kind of distress that it is, there's really nothing you can do to help it. When you are perpetually struggling with singleness, looking for a spouse, and there seems to be nothing you can do to change it or to speed things up. Or when uh, you're dealing with grief, when you've lost someone in your life, there's nothing you can do tangibly to make the grief go away. Or an invisible virus that's just there, a pandemic that you you didn't decide to be a part of or a miscarriage you can't do anything to deal with the loss so the bible is very realistic about um, distress and that we have distresses in our life and so psalm 107 gives us tools for distress And it fits within a bigger tradition. The Bible, the Bible has distress on two different levels, really, because we have our tangible distresses. You know, my my dishwasher stopped working last month. You know, so distress, sudden distress, right? So we have these tangible little distresses. But then the Bible deals with the spiritual condition of distress. We are distressed in our relationship with God, and it's reflected every day in those tangible distresses. Our world is broken, so there are tangible, everyday troubles, but they point to, they show us, they are a, a microcosm of our big problem, our big distress. They remind us to be in touch with our deeper distress. And we might go around life not even being in touch with that, not even being aware, just trying to solve all the little distresses and then our life feels tidy and good and working. But are you in touch with your bigger distress? That's what we're being invited into today. And Psalm 107 has a pattern. You know, this is kind of fun because it's actually, it's like back in school again. It's a simple pattern. And Psalm 107 is trying to teach you, like in school, like when you're, you're young, teach you a dependable pattern that you can take with you in life as you grow up. So you kind of learn the steps of distress from the Psalm 107 perspective. And it goes like this. It's really four parts. Distress comes. Okay, easy. Distress comes. Second, 
and this is important, it's something that you do. Is what do you do with your distress? Cry out to God. That's part of the deal. Distress comes, you cry out to God. That's actually a learned behavior. Third, God rescues. And fourth, something else for you to do. You give thanks. You give thanks. There's four things. Distress comes, I cry out, God rescues, I give thanks. What What's happening here is preemptive preparation. And I think the things that don't come natural to us are the crying out to God. Sometimes we might do that, but not always. We run around and we try to solve things ourselves. But crying out to God. How early on in your distress, like how long does it take you in a dis for a distress to be there in your life before you finally throw up your hands and say, okay, well now, <laughs> I guess if nothing else has worked, and so this psalm is teaching you maybe to get that triggered a little earlier, right? Like maybe more of like an instinctual first thing. And that's that's the work of faith in your life, that earlier on you start to cry out to God, that you realize our distresses are all in God's hands. This is preemptive preparation. To cry out, but also to give thanks. And this is the interesting one. In your distress, do you ever plan on, are you already, in a sense, imagining God relieving the distress. I don't know how often I do that. I, I know that I've been in seasons of my life recently where I've started to, just out of the sheer delay of God's arrival. You know, it seems like with certain things, you just start waiting so long that, that you just begin to go, wait, do I believe God's... Wait, okay, I'm going to lean into trusting. I'm going to imagine that God's going to come in and do something here. That's what this psalm is teaching you, this pattern, so that you cry out, but you also begin, you actually begin to plan on giving thanks. You begin to imagine and think about and plan on God will arrive and give relief. And what's tough about that is when we begin to imagine God bringing relief, we have our ideas for, we have ideas for what God should, um, should do. We have ways that we would like to instruct God on relieving our distress. And, um, and, you know, of course, of course you have, you have, you say, well, this distress in my life is going to be solved, of course, by money, or this dissolve, this is going to be solved by something with my career, or this distress is going to be solved by me getting my way. And of course, God, God will not leave you hanging. God will come to your relief, but he is not going to relieve your distress in the way that you have planned for him. And God will not waste our distress to surprise us with a way that our faith needs to be deepened and our trust needs to be deepened um, in a way that's different than what we expected. So Psalm 107 is teaching you a pattern. It's getting you ready to preemptively give thanks even before, in, in a sense, the longer you live with this, the more you actually begin to thank God in advance for his relief. In the Bible, um, God consistently addresses this bigger issue. We don't just have these little distresses to rely on God for, but we wake up every morning. Um, thankfully, we wake up every morning not just for the to say, oh, God will relieve my shallow distresses of the day. 
related to my struggles in my life. We wake up every morning to the deep relief of our condition, our, our, our great distress. The Bible talks about um, sin bringing us all into the condition of eternal death. So in a sense, pandemic the pandemic is a great illustration of distress. Pandemic brings before us every day the great distress, death. I mean, what could be greater for all of us? And the Bible deals with death on even a deeper level. The aspect of how spiritual separation from God is like a, like a permanent abandonment from God's presence. And, and that's the result of the condition of a sinful and broken world that we're all participating in. And so the Bible tells the story of the great relief. The great relief where Jesus goes into the distress of eternal abandonment from God. We have this in our Apostles, Apostles Creed where that, that mysterious phrase, Jesus, um, then Jesus, you know, uh, went down. How does it go? He went into the distress. He descended into the dead. He descended into hell, as some translations say. And that's what we're talking about right there, that Jesus went where we hope we never have to go, completely cut off from God. And he did that to relieve us of the great distress. So listen to me. This is the difference this makes in your life. When you wake up in the morning, there's nothing you can do today. There's nothing you can do on any day that's going to convince God to relieve you of spiritual distress, of being abandoned from There's nothing you can, you can't change your life to live better so that God will now smile upon you. You can't relieve yourself of this great spiritual distress. Jesus already did. And so your life each day is not a chance to show God that you deserve to be relieved of that distress and, and, and be saved from eternal abandonment. Your, your actions are simply a response to the fact that Jesus already relieved you from the greatest distress. And each day is, a, is an exercise in trusting God, not just with your little stresses, not just with the distresses that are tangible in your life, but with your eternal distress as well. Um, Psalm 107, do you remember that we learned this as a song in our community? Do you remember the song? Should I, should I, should I get that one of these things off the wall here? Here, let me just, hold on a second. Jake and Leah. I just see Jake and Leah come onto the call at the exact right time. Hey, daylight savings changed in the U.S. We're late. Sorry. Jake, I'm, I am, uh, Jake and Leah, I just, uh, I just am wrapping up my message on Psalm 107 and I wanted to do it with a little, uh, reminder of something Jake taught us. We were far out on the ocean making wealth and chasing dreams and the waves of great destruction brought us trembling to our knees then we cried like drunken sailors Arr. to the only one who hears and the god of comfort took away our tears. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, 
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. All right, remember that one? Psalm 107. Let me close in prayer. Our Heavenly God, we pray that you do prepare us well each day to meet the small distresses of this world, but especially to think in terms of each day that our, the faith that we have in you is a faith of extreme gratitude for relieving our greatest stress through Jesus Christ, our greatest distress. We pray this in his name. Amen.